0: Now to paragraph 11. The heading for 11 is rewarding study. And the questions are two. The A question for 11 is how beneficial is wisdom from God? Likely you you have benefits or have received benefits from employment. Well, are there benefits with living in harmony with divine wisdom? The scriptures actually answer that question. Our B is this, how should we study to gain the most from each study period? Recall the importance of paying attention and how much attention we pay to God's Word. Well, this is one aspect, one way that we pay attention is uh, becoming effective in our study period. Eleven, rewarding study. Regarding the gaining of divine wisdom, Proverbs 3 says this, Happy is the man who finds wisdom, and the man who acquires discernment. To gain it is better than gaining silver, and having it as profit is better than having gold. It is more precious than corals; Nothing you desire can compare to it. An aspect of wisdom, discernment, is the ability to distinguish things, right from wrong, truth from falsehood, good from bad, wise from unwise, and more important matters of law from lesser matters, though still required, thus helping to make good judgments and decisions a necessary protective quality. This is important to keep in mind as you carefully study or listen to God's Word, which brings incomparable rewards. Reference to Proverbs 5, one. Jesus said, Pay attention to how you listen. from Luke 8.18 Should we not also therefore pay attention to how we study? When examining written instruction, How can we gain the most from our study periods? If we're discussing material with someone else, it will be best to examine the text prior to the study. To start with, petition God in prayer for His mighty Holy Spirit to help you understand and apply what you're learning or studying. This would apply equally for material you're studying on your own. Jehovah God loves you and wants to help you. It's best to gain an overview of the information, looking at and contemplating the chapter title and subheadings, possibly even reading the questions or the first sentence or two of each paragraph, trying to gain an overall understanding of the material. Then, starting from the beginning, read the text carefully, asking appropriate questions to yourself to understand it. For example, you might ask, How can I apply this point or scripture in day-to-day life? The cited scriptures are those quoted or just referenced in the study text. Look up many of these scriptures as they form the basis of the information. Especially look up those that seem to help answer the study questions or may otherwise seem integral to the subject at hand you might try to get the gist of these scriptures in their biblical context. Ponder the usefulness of the scriptures, seeking the Bible principles or truths found in each scriptural text. Then you can be thoroughly prepared to discuss the information with others, and when appropriate, to raise any questions you may have to further understand the subject being discussed. What spiritual gems you will thus find as you study God's precious word, the Bible, properly. After finding such delightful knowledge in your study period, do you think it would be appropriate to thank Jehovah in prayer for it, contemplating before him what you learned? Now the A question for 11. How beneficial is wisdom from God? And then the B, how should we study to gain the most from each study period? Now to 12. The heading for 12 is, as expected. The question for 12 is, what might we expect about a book that is truly inspired of God? Recall that these books were written over a period of some 16 centuries. Only God himself, miraculously, to us, could put order to them. Let's see what's contained therein. As expected, there is order to the 70 books of the Bible, as we might expect of God's written word. In the Hebrew Scriptures, we find patterns of fives and twelves. The first section is Bible history, composed of five major books called the Books of Moses and twelve additional historical books. When counting the Psalms as five separate books, we next find nine books considered poetic from Job to the Song of Solomon. Then come prophetic books. Again, five major books, beginning with Isaiah through Daniel, then 12 additional prophetic books, Hosea through Malachi, completing 43 books of the Hebrew Scriptures. The 27 books of the Christian Greek Scriptures start again with history, the Gospels of Jesus' Life, and Acts of Apostles, the first five books. Then come letters to various congregations by name. Following this, generally, are letters named for the writer or recipient, various apostles and companions. Finally, the prophetic book of Revelation. Every book found in God's inspired word carries a single overriding theme, the vindication of God's sovereignty or right to rule mankind, and the sanctification of God's name, upholding it as holy. Of course, we can refer to the entire collection of books as a single holy book, the Bible. We would also expect a book claiming to be inspired of God to be widely translated and circulated in this day and age. How does the Bible measure up? The Bible has been translated in whole or in part into some 2,600 languages. Billions of copies have been distributed, by far the most of any book. Some 90% of the whole world can read the entire Bible in their own language, and translating work continues. Nearly 100% can read at least a portion of it in their mother tongue. God has preserved the integrity of the text of the scriptures over the centuries as it was copied and recopied meticulously in early times. It is as his word states in Isaiah 40, verse 8. The green grass dries up, the blossom withers, but the word of our God endures forever. What marvelous things we can learn from God's preserved word May your appreciation continue to grow for God's Word, the Holy Bible. So our question again for 12. What might we expect about a book that is truly inspired of God?